Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Wine Over Matter podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Steph. Thanks for joining us for another Wine Wednesday where we talk weekly about everything going on in our lives from weight loss, relationships, dating, pop culture, and so much more. Happy Wine Wednesday and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Wine Wednesday and happy Thanksgiving to you. I I mean, right now, as our listeners are listening to this episode, you are in Texas with Jordan's yeah. fam meeting dad for the first time. Oh yeah. I'm going to come back with so many updates. Hopefully all good ones. I hope so too. <laughs> um, oh, and I guess actually, because I think it's next Tuesday, we should just wish you happy birthday right now too. I can't believe we're recording my birthday podcast right now. <laughs> he didn't even warn you. <laughs> Well, thank you. Happy early big, birthday to you. Three, am I 37? If I was born in 86? Yeah, right? No, I'm going to be 38. So I thought oh, you I'm were going to be 30. I'm, they're going to be, I'm 36 on the 29th. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Because I think I was going <laughs> to say, I think we're two, almost two years. That took different. me a minute. I can never remember how old I am anymore. No, me either. And I can't believe I'm going to be 38. Like literally in two years, I'm going to be 40. How is that possible? I don't know. That's not what we're here to talk about today. We're here to answer (laughs) your questions and we're here to get excited about Thanksgiving, which I don't care about. Yes. So happy Thanksgiving to you all. Hope you all have an amazing Thanksgiving. We are very, very thankful for all of our amazing listeners. Honestly, so thankful because without you, we wouldn't still be doing this uh, almost two years later. Um, Super thankful for you all. You, I mean, like Steph and I have said before, this is like one of the things we've committed to most ever in our life. And we really, it's not always like something we look forward to every week because you're like exhausted because usually we do this on a weeknight. So a lot of times we're exhausted by the end of the day and stuff. But by the time we hit record and we just start chatting, like it is fun to do. And without you guys, it wouldn't be easy to continue to do this week after week. And we just want to thank you guys all because we are very, very thankful for you guys. So absolutely. So speaking of being thankful and grateful, what are some things that you are most thankful and grateful for this past year? Um, Over the last year, I would have to say my two big ones um, would be my girl, Penny, She has brought a lot of joy to my life this last year. Um, I think it's been like just a perfect little addition that Jeff and I needed. And we have like so much fun with her being a part of our daily lives. And which seems silly. It's like, it's just a dog, but it's not. She's like our little baby. (laughs) She's your baby. But, um, and then a big one, I think would have to be Taco Bell. That job was a super scary move for me. Um, 
I've now been at the job for over a year and which I seriously cannot believe. And, um, I've learned so much. I have met so many cool people. I've gotten to work on some amazing projects. I've gotten so much, um, experience. And I just think my life is like going to be very different because I made that move. So I'm just very thankful for that job. So I that would that. be, and I absolutely agree. You are thriving in your job. Yeah. I think that would be kind of one of my big ones too. So what about you? Awesome. Well, for me, I would say obviously Jordan is a big one. Like it, I know we've talked about this too, but just to think about like the progression of our relationship in the past, like year and two months or whatever it's been now is just like insane from where we started to where we are now. Um, and just like, so thankful I have like my person, like, it feels so good. Like when you have like your person that like, you know, if you're broken down on the side of the road, you can call them. If you're bored, you can call them. If you're, you know, you know what to expect every weekend. Cause you're with them every weekend. And it's just nice to have like a person that you have fun with and you love and, um, super, super thankful for that. He's been a huge part of my year. And then I'm like trying to think, like I could totally say like the normal ones, like family and, but I'm always thankful for my family. But... Exactly. That's why I didn't say family and Jeff and things like that. Cause those are yeah. like the given. So I was trying to think of like something new to my life this year. And that's kind of where I went with my direction. So I get it. Exactly. No. Yeah. I'm like, I, the only other thing I can think of is um like, I've definitely set up like boundaries in my life with, um, like certain areas of work and um, certain people in my life. Like I have like very healthy boundaries that I didn't have at this time last year with like those people or my job. And so I'm like thankful for me doing the work. Yes. No, that's good. Like it does. It's so crazy. Like when you, when you choose to like work on certain things like that in your life like how different your life becomes like when you like stop tolerating something in someone or you um back off from people that aren't good for you or whatever or don't make you happy when you're with them but still love like love them from a distance love them you know don't have to be at everything with them, but, um, I'm definitely a happier person, like where I currently am in my life with like the boundaries I've set up and, um, with Jordan. And I would say those are my, my two big ones for the year. That's good. Yeah. Um, so Thanksgiving, can we talk the food really quick? I know last I mean, week we talked about not loving it, but you said you're a side girl. Sides. Side, side chick. chick. I'm a side chick. <laughs> What is your favorite dish or side side dish then? I mean, it always, it like depends. Cause it's like, if it's with my mom's cooking, like I love her sweet potatoes and I love her like green bean casserole. She makes like amazing for both, but it could be like at another person's house could be mashed potato. I don't know. It's like, it can totally vary. Those are like my top two because my mom's Thanksgiving is what I typically have most years. Um, so those are kind of like my two go-tos with my least favorite being Turkey. I've said that before I could, (laughs) if somebody was like, dude, we're not going to make a Turkey this year. We're all just going to do sides. I'd be like, amazing. That's great. I love that idea. (laughs) So what about you? What's your fave? What's your least? 
So my fave is definitely sweet potatoes too. And it's so funny. Like I just love the like OG canned sweet potatoes and the marshmallows on top and the brown sugar and butter mixture. Like just like nothing complicated about it, but it's so freaking good. So my mom is not a marshmallow on her sweet potatoes kind of gal. Um, which, so if my mom doesn't like something, like she's just not going to like, even if that's the norm and that's what everybody would want, she's like, but that's not how I'm going to make it. My mom makes like a streusel-y crumble with like, probably like pecans or something. I don't know. It's like nuts, brown sugar. Like it's like, so then it has like kind of this crunch layer on top. Oh my God. So there's not marshmallows, but there's that. And oh my God, there's, I could literally just eat in scoops of it. It's so good. Yum. And I would say my least favorite dish, like, I feel like of the traditional dishes, like I kind of like everything, probably my least favorite is cranberries, especially if they're like the canned cranberries. Oh, that are just I'll like, eat a whole like, can of it. I don't even care. Uh, I love cranberry sauce. But I do when somebody makes like homemade cranberries and they're like in that sauce and they're all melted down and everything. And there's oh, usually like so an good. orange tang to it or something. Yeah, yes. I can do that. But like just a plate with like sliced canned cranberries, like hard pass for me. Either or I'll take them both. <laughs> Love it. As a kid, uh, cranberry sauce was my favorite. Like I wanted really? like, sli- I could have eaten a whole can of it once in a while. Like as an adult, I would just buy a can like randomly throughout the year just to like have cranberry sauce we are having lunches. cranberries with dinner tonight yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, well do you guys have any thanksgiving traditions like are there, is there anything that like you do after dinner or anything on thanksgiving mm. that makes it kind of feel like a tradition the only thing i could think of and i wouldn't say it's like a thanksgiving day tradition as much as it's just a tradition for as long as I can remember, aka when the movie came out, Son-in-Law has been always a movie that me and my dad would watch. I know that movie like the back of my hand. Um, big fan of Son-in-Law. I've made Jeff take on that tradition. So we have <laughs> to watch Son-in-Law every year. Um, he, I think it's growing on him because <laughs> Polly Shore is definitely like a special it's taste. Yeah. But um but we I've just loved that movie since I was a kid. Me and my dad thinks it's hilarious and we always would watch that movie the week of Thanksgiving. So that's always like kind of my one big Thanksgiving moment. Um but like as far as I mean Thanksgiving it's never been even though I'm like part of a big family, we never like Thanksgiving was never the big holiday. Like everybody kind of did their own things on Thanksgiving, which is kind of weird. Okay. Um, so, I mean, there's definitely been years where it was just like me and my parents and then, um, or my mom, like one of my mom's friends might come over or something like that. We've always had pretty small Thanksgivings. Um, the last two years now we've done it with, we've like blended our family. So it's like my family and Jeff's family, which is amazing. So we don't have to like split and go to both houses. It's like so nice getting to do it all together. So that's awesome. Yeah. What about you guys? Well, I It's so weird because I feel like I am a tradition person with holidays, but I can't really think of any traditions Same. that like my family has, but it's also like, I really, ever since I moved to California when I was, you know, right before I was 19 years old or 18 years old, I like haven't spent that many Thanksgivings with my parents, like in Washington, like I've maybe spent a total of three 
since I was 18 in Washington. Um, and like, I love my mom is such a good cook. Like I last year when I got to be there for Thanksgiving, it was like the best. I loved it. Um, but they've come down here a couple times. Um, my aunt and uncle usually go to their Havasu house for Thanksgiving. So I've been there a few times for Thanksgiving and that's a lot of fun. And then, you know, back when I was with Joey, um, it was with his family a lot and their only tradition was to deep fry a turkey. So that was always super fun. Uh-huh. And it literally makes turkey so much better. Um, but it's always like wanted whole... to have deep fried, fried turkey. I've never had it. It's so good. It's like this whole ordeal to do it. You have to like dunk the turkey into the huge deep fryer outside. And that was always a lot of fun. Um, but this year, Jordan said um, his dad is kind of the one that does like almost all of the sides. Like I think his dad likes to cook. So that'll be fun. His grandma's coming over. So I'll meet his grandma. And then we each are like taking over a side as well. So I think Jordan already tap tapped on the sweet potatoes. So I got to figure out what I'm going to do. All right. um, but as far as like traditions, other than that, it's like, I kind of like that football's on, on Thanksgiving. Yes, like when you're too. turkey wasted, you can just go lay on the couch and like, just yep. be a blob and watch football. Um, yeah, and I'm not a Black Friday girl, are you? So I used to be. I w- but I used to like Black Friday when it was like what it used to be, where Black Friday meant the stores opened at like 5 a.m. Like that was yes. the big deal. So we would go get in line at like two, we'd wake up, we'd get like a quick power nap in, wake up at like two, go wait in line for a few hours. Like it was like that's what like Brad and I would always do. And then like it kept pushing earlier and early. It was like 5 a.m. And then it was 2 a.m. And then it was like midnight. And then and then now it's like on Thanksgiving Day. I know a lot of that changed with COVID. And I felt like it kind of stuck last year as well. Yeah. So I'm hoping a lot of the stores have gone away with the Thanksgiving Day. I think it's horrible. I think it's Especially not necessary. Yeah. Who's over your employees and what they want to do with their family. I think it's such bull. Um, and to be honest... I just would buy things like I never was like buying things I needed or things for other people. It was just buying cheap shit for myself. $400 off a TV. Let's get another one. Yeah. Like it was just like, (laughs) so I'm a much bigger, I mean, if there's online Black Friday deals, sure, but I'm much more Cyber Monday kind of gal. Um, Yeah. I do not go out to the stores anymore. There's not, I don't need a a $5 DVD or a $100 big screen. Like I just... There's nothing I need, so. No, and I'm like, I, even on normal days, don't really go into the store very often, so. Yeah, the only <laughs> thing I want to get this year, Black Friday. yeah, the only thing I really want is I want a new iPad, so if Apple happens to do something, like, sure, like, but there's nothing, nothing I can think of unless they, they blow our minds when they release yeah, the ads. I just I'm not I'm not going out and waiting in lines and doing any of that stuff anymore. Like remember no, not. at Best Buy, like people days before would be setting up tents and stuff. Like that's not yes. It's, no. It's like don't you want like Thanksgiving? Like don't you want a meal and like not to be cold all night? And yeah, no, no thank you. Hard pass on Black Friday for me. Yep. Well we are gonna get into some 
question and answers. We posted a question box um, on our Instagrams and we got a bunch of questions in. So that was fun. I feel like we've gotten way more than we have the past couple of times. So I was very excited. Yes. Um, so let's just roll with it. Let's start asking these questions. All right. Um, Maybe with the first, first one. W- first one. When are you rescheduling Chicago? I need this to happen. Okay. Is this you, Courtney? <laughs> That's what I thought too. I'm like, we love Um, you, Courtney. I know. We need to. I I still wanted it to go in March. Like, I don't know if that will happen, especially now that Taylor Swift concert got announced and we might be going to Taylor in March. So this might have to push to a different month. We promise it's going to happen eventually. Steph and I both really want to go. We just need to like sit down and make it happen. To be honest, this is my own personal answer. I haven't actually even told this to Stephanie. Like I'm really trying until I get the whole weight loss surgery thing figured out. I'm trying not to book any trips. Like I don't want it to come down to me being ready to book a book, a surgery date and me being like, Oh, well I have Chicago the month after. So I'd rather wait. Like I would rather not be postponing and postponing right because something's going on something's always going to be happening so I just feel like if I just avoid over planning too much like big stuff like trips right um I need to just like figure out my surgery give myself time to adjust with from the surgery and then get back to doing things again so if I find out I'm not going to be doing the surgery until May or June, then Then we're coming in April. We can plan to come before. But if I found out I was going to be having the surgery in like March or April, for example, I would probably wait wait and say we're going to wait a few months after that. Exactly. Or go to in the fall. Um, So, but it's definitely happening. We want to come. The surgery is just what's going to hold me back from planning something like that for for right now. And I think that shows a lot where you are mentally with the surgery too, because it shows that you want it like that bad, you know, yeah. that you're... if I, if I keep, um, living life as it is, like I'll never do it. Cause I'll just keep, I'll keep, always have something to be an excuse. So right. I need, if I kind of just hold back, um, I want to try to have the least amount of excuses as possible. So absolutely. Uh, yeah. Next question we got. So when you shower without washing your hair, do you get it wet, but not use shampoo and conditioner? Do you just put it up so it doesn't get wet? I work in healthcare, so I have to wash my hair every day. Hence why I just don't understand. <laughs> I love this because it just makes so much sense to me that I'm like, I guess if you don't do it, it doesn't make sense. But like the whole point of not washing your hair every day is so you don't have to like blow dry it and style it every day. Correct. You absolutely don't get it wet. Oh no. If you get it wet, you're washing it. Not to get it wet. Um, I wear a shower cap. I don't, but I just put my hair like in this tight bun and like basically on non-hair wash days, all I do is like get in the shower or wash my face and then wash my body and I get out. That's it. Oh, see, I feel like my hair would get way too wet. Even I, I just, I have a night, I buy like the nice shower caps that they sell at like TJ Maxx or whatever. And I just throw that over my head and shower as usual and just make sure my hair doesn't get wet. Yep. I do have to say like, this has been life changing for me to not have to wash my hair every day. I am so proud of you. 
When we started this podcast, you showered and washed your hair every day. Dude, I don't know what I used to do when I would go into the office and have to be there at seven. And I'm I'm always a morning shower person. So even now I still shower at 530 in the morning before I go for work. I just don't wash my hair. But I just feel like I have to like shower before I go to work. And so oh, I'm a night back shower. then. I know most people are, trust me, like even my roommates are like, you shower in the morning. I'm like, uh, um, but like before COVID when I was washing my hair every day and I'd get up at like five in the morning and wash it and blow dry it every day and just have heat on it every day and shampoo it every day. I'm like, Oh my God, how did I do that? I have no idea. Yeah, no, I literally, I feel like I've been getting even worse. Like I've really been pushing it to like where I used to push it more to four or five days, like depending on, unless I have like something big going on, I've been pushing more like five, six days. Laura. What? Hello. Yeah. I think we're having technical difficulties. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So sorry, lost my internet connection. I think we were talking about shampoo and conditioner. Um, I wear a shower cap. Steph doesn't. We try to not wash our hair every five or six days. That's about it. (laughs) Hope that helps. (laughs) Um, Next question um, is a an intense one. Um, How do you how do you comfort your best friend? whose husband wants to transition into a woman, but won't let her leave or get a divorce. They have three kids between the ages of 23 and 29. That is really, really hard for numerous reasons. Because number one, I want people to be able to obviously like live the life they're wanting to live. So if he is wanting to transition into a woman and that's like, him living his truth. And I mean, I think he should be able to do that. However, I think with him wanting to make that decision, I feel like the wife should be, if that, I mean, that there's, I know people, I follow somebody who was married, husband came out, wanted to transition. Um, and the last like year, has been doing so and now she's living her life as a woman and they've stayed married. But I also feel like if that is not like you can support him as the, like, it's so hard, like to be like still like the father of like your children. But I don't think that means that that has to be a relationship that you need to stay in. Um, I, but it's this, this part is weird where he won't let her leave or get a divorce. Like, I don't know what that level means. Like if he's just like begging her not to leave or if it's like threatening her, like you, you will never leave me. Like, I obviously don't know the details. Um, I think they're adult children. So at least the kids aren't 
small children, they're adults. This is really hard and really touchy and I don't even know how to answer this. Yeah, it's it's kind of a scary question to try to answer. And I was like, Laura, can you please take this one? Because I just don't want to butcher it. But I think like, ultimately, like Laura said, like, everybody deserves to be their true self. So, you know, we're in support of that. But like, I can't imagine how hard it would be to be in this situation. You know, I can't imagine going like falling in love for with somebody who you know you marry as this person and it's not a young relationship it seems like they've probably been married for over 30 years over 30 years yeah so it's really hard but um I guess like how to comfort your best friend like I just I don't know like if I was in this situation would I be looking for advice would I be looking for just a friend would I be like I don't know like I think it's it's probably wise to like ask her or I'm assuming her how to best support her through it because you know in this situation someone might just want to vent but not have your opinion or in this situation someone might want your opinion but isn't venting enough and I think it's just like finding out what that friend needs that It seems like this person is just wanting to know like how to comfort them. So I would just say like fully just be there for them. Um, Yes. Like feel out where your friend is at with the situation. Hopefully like this isn't like a nasty situation. Like I said, where he is like saying like, no, you can't leave me kind of thing. But um, I think you just have to be there for your friend. And because obviously I can't imagine being in her shoes and I'm sure she's going through a lot of emotions and, um, and a lot of just not knowing, you know, so much of your life one way and it's like, where do I go from here? So I think just be there for your friend, like you would in any other situation that is a big life change for a friend. And, um, and it says a lot about you as a friend that you're reaching out, trying to find out, you know, how to best support that friend. So that also says a lot about you as a friend that you care enough to want to be supporting her the best that you can. That says a lot for your friendship. Yep, I agree. So Steph, people want to know job hunt updates, please. Ugh, I feel like it was so like, go, go, go with job hunt updates. And then just like fell off the face of the planet. And like, that's for multiple reasons. Like I was like, it was like a full-time job doing that, like a second full-time job. Like I was constantly applying for jobs, constantly interviewing and getting like either almost there or or job offers revoked and stuff. Um, It literally took over my life um, that I was doing it the most when I was still remote twice a week. So it's like when I finish my workday, like I'm already home and it kind of just feels like I have more time in my day to be doing that. Where like now I have come home and I then I have to have dinner and then I work out. And then it's like all of a sudden I have like two or three hours before I have to like fall asleep. And it's not really like the tip top of like what I want to be doing, you know, on yeah. every weeknight. But it's also like a huge part of it is I was the type of job that I was applying to most were tech position, like positions in tech. And I don't know if you watch the stock market, but tech is shit right now. So, yeah. you know, there's been layoffs, there's been um, 
pauses and like job roles that people that they've flown and stuff there's just not what it was when I first started this as far as like job openings even so it's a little bit of a mix of just like me being exhausted me not having as much time to do it the job market we're going into a recession it's a little scary like looking for a job right now so it's kind of one of those things where like here and there, like if somebody like tells me about something, I'll like throw my name in the hat. If I'm like bored one night, I'll like look at a couple jobs or whatever. But like the extent that I was doing it before is definitely not um, the same. Um, I definitely still want a career change and want a new yeah. job. Like that hasn't changed. It's not like I've gotten content where I'm like, eh, I'm just like happy where I am now. It's like, like I am to some extent, like I'm comfortable where I am, but like, I want to get past that comfort. It's just, yeah. I don't, this, just where we are, like in the world and the country and economically and everything, it's just not easy right now. So yeah. that's, that's my job hunt update. There is no update. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. Thoughts on WW program changing yet again. I know you guys aren't doing it anymore. And I've actually never done it. I just find it that it's constantly changing. How is anyone supposed to stay consistent and see results when the program doesn't even stick to anything itself? So I actually don't know exactly what it's changing to. I think it's freestyle, back to freestyle. So everything I'm, is that what you heard? I've been saying, yeah, because obviously, like you said, like, if I had heard these announcements and I was still on WW, I would be like super deep dive, like finding out all the <laughs> scoop. Anything I know is just from people that I still follow that still actively do WW from everything I'm seeing. It seems like it's going back to freestyle, um, which I know that was the program you saw all of your success on. I wasn't a huge fan of freestyle. I had success on the program before that. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't ever get surprised by this in a, or I almost said in and out. <laughs> Weight Watchers, that was a weird slip. Uh, Weight Watchers (laughs) changes their program every typically two years. Is it every? Yeah, every two years, usually. Yeah. Um, That has been forever. It's, I mean, what they say it is, is that they're continually always doing research and they're always trying to stay at the top of research based on new information that comes out, yada, yada. That's what they've always said. Um, I'm sure part of it is that. I'm sure part of it is um, a business model gets people back for to want to try it again because they didn't like one program. They want a fresh start. Um, I know for me, sometimes a new program was exciting to think about and kind of like a new way to get motivated again. Um, I I don't know. It's I think I, I mean. It never changes that. I mean, people sometimes get scared and it seems like the program is a massive change. But if you really look at it and you get down to it, it doesn't change all that much. So you're not doing... That's what annoys me about it. That's what annoys me about it is they say it's science and they're changing it to stick to keep up with science and whatever, whatever. But I'm like, they're literally going back to the program like that it was four years ago. So like it was what it was four years ago, then it changed for science. And now we're going back for science. Well, I mean, we don't know though. It could be going back to freestyle, but with X, Y, Z 
additional changes. Like we don't know exactly what's entailed with that. Um, I don't know. I don't have much feelings on it just because I'm not actively knowing or caring about WW. I will bet money one day I'll go back to doing it again and I'll let you know, but. (laughs) But the plan doesn't like, if you really, really think about it, their program never changes. It's just how you calculate points that change. That's what I'm telling you. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is it's like people get up in arms, but it really, it's all same, but different. Yeah. It's like, if they didn't have zero point foods, you'd get way more points in your day. Like it was probably when you were doing it because you had to track zero point foods. And when I started it, I got less points, but then I had to track, I didn't have to track zero point foods. And it's like, it's all the same. The only thing they do is change what you track or what you don't and how many points, but like, it's not like all of a sudden science says you can have more like cookies and cookies that are less. It's literally like the same, except for like the whole zero point foods. And the whole idea, if you can just think of WW as like, it's trying to teach you if something is a zero point food, eat that, like eat that, bulk up your meals with that. And if something is 12 points for like one cookie or something, like don't eat that every day. Like it's literally just as easy as that, but they flip how they do the points on you. And that's, they're, they're a corporation. They're a company. Like if they just never did anything exciting and never, you know, just stayed the same as they've been for the last 50, 60 years or whatever, like it wouldn't be exciting. So they have to switch it up. I think it's ridiculous that they change it up as often as they do, but that's also why there's apps. Like what is that app where you can pay and I like uh, track bikes? I track bikes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, like you can pay for that app, which is will allow you to pick any old Weight Watchers plan that you want to pick, and you can like be on that plan basically. Yep. So, I I just I don't haven't really seen anything except for that I heard it was freestyle. Um, but I just I think it's annoying when companies do this. They make it sound like it's a brand new program that nobody's ever heard of before and it's going to like blow your mind and be life-changing and whatever and it probably will be for some people but like it's literally just the same shit wrapped in like different paper you know yeah I will be curious to hear when they officially because like that's the thing is there's always the like rumors one month before and then WW usually sometime in November like officially announces it so I'll be curious what they call it how they We'll talk about it. Let's talk about it more once like it's official and we hear more about it. And maybe me and you will like really. And I love that there's always a leak though. Yeah. Like, do they think they're like Taylor Swift or Beyonce or something like getting leaked (laughs) to like a month before? I think (laughs) what happens is there's like, they always have a ton of people doing beta testing on it. And I think that's how things leak. Somebody puts it on Reddit and then next thing you know, like everybody's talking about it. That's true. Yeah. Well, follow but, up question about that. Would you would you consider WW again with the news of changes coming since you were very successful before on it? I think that's more for you because you were super successful on freestyle. Oh, um, I'm not gonna say no to like literally anything because I've struggled with weight years and years and years now. And there are times where I'm like, you know, if, if what I'm doing now doesn't work and I fall off of this and I need something else someday, like probably I would probably try Weight Watchers again at some point, like right this second, just because they're starting a new program. No, because I'm doing well on what I'm doing, but like, yeah, I would consider doing that's it. That's where I'm at. I, I, I 
that's why I was saying I could almost guarantee at one point in my life I will probably do WW again but um like because I just know that it is a good plan and it can be super successful um but that's just not where I'm at in my life right now so exactly have you, have ever... you ever cried during oh. a movie? If so, which one? Which one or ones? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Laura cries um, at everything. So. If you know me at all, like I cry at any and every movie. So I've I <laughs> literally cry all the time. So I can't even list them off because we only have so much time. <laughs> I mean what is like, can you think of one movie that like always makes you cry like you know that one movie no because that's like numerous there's movies that I literally (laughs) avoid because of it like I remember I used to love the movie The Notebook but like I would literally sob at the end of that movie like just (laughs) sob 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 and then now especially since my grandma since probably the last time I watched it because I avoid that movie um like my grandma had passed away from Alzheimer's like even more so like I could not handle it so there's definitely movies like because I mean I can sit there and just like ugly sob cry and (laughs) I'm the kind of person where if nobody's around like if Jeff wasn't home like I'll like let it out like I'll make it like a loud cry because it just like feels good have you ever like loud cried because it feels good oh yeah yeah it's like the best feeling it's like a sneeze or I mean it's just like I feel it's kind of like letting out a good scream. It's just like, just <laughs> let myself cry. It's just like an amazing but feeling. But it's so awkward when somebody else is there because you feel like you have to hold it in and you're like, <laughs> like oh yeah, like, because you can't let it all out. So it's well, so that much was like when nobody's there. When, um, yeah, like when it's a movie that isn't supposed to be, like, I mean, it's sad, but it's like nobody else is really crying. Like, I hate it. Like, obviously, like the notebook, like, I don't feel bad for crying during that. But there's like times, or it's so funny. I remember like, I don't remember what it was for, but Jeff and I were at the movies and during the previews, there was a preview for a movie and Jeff like went to like turn to me and say, that movie is going to make you like that. Basically, like, I'm sure you're going to cry during that movie. And when he turned to me to say that, I was like sobbing during the previews. (laughs) I was like, already beat you to it. I all cry during previews. I cry during commercials. I just cry all the time. I'm and I always just tell him, like, because he's like, "God, you cry at everything." I'm like, "Sorry, I have such strong feelings and such a big heart." (laughs) I would say the movie that I cried because I've cried. I don't cry on every movie, but like, there's certain movies. But the one that like sticks out in my mind the most is Marley and Me. Oh God, I am such a dog person. And when they had to put Marley down, and he's talking to the dog. Like in the vet. Stop. Dude, ugly, ugly, hysterical. Couldn't keep it together. Like, couldn't even catch my breath. I still remember. I'm like going to cry just thinking about it. I know. Did you see that in theaters? Yes. Yeah, me too. I remember. And I remember too. I saw it with my ex husband, his parents, and my parents. And I remember, like, and it wasn't just us, like, literally the whole theater is just like. Like everybody just like can't even Ugh. breathe. Like it, that movie's brutal. Like, and that's one of those movies. Like, oh I was God. like, I really enjoyed it, but I was like, I won't watch it again because I just can't put myself in that heartbreak. Like that. No, no. Um, speaking of crying, when's the last time you cried? Um, 
That is a question, by the way. I'm not just asking you. No, I know. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm on my period right now, so I cry every day. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a reason why. I, did I cry today? I probably... I don't know. I know I've... I can't remember if I've cried today or not. I know I for sure cried yesterday while Jeff and I were watching something. But I cry all the time. So On Halloween, to... you're like, Ronnie's going to kill you. You're like yeah. sobbing. <laughs> what about you? When was the last time you cried? Uh, like, I feel like I, I try to hold in my tears when I'm around other people as, as much as I can. Um, but I also have this thing where, like, if I talk about something emotional and like make eye contact with somebody while I'm doing it yep. like, that triggers like I can't look at you while I'm telling this story how, or whatever how do people hold in like if I have to cry I can't hold it in like it's impossible like it happens to me at work it happens to me all the time and it happened with Jordan and I like I like kept it in as much as I could but he definitely knew I was crying but I wasn't like hysterical because I was just trying to like suck it in yeah. so much but it like it was just like we were talking about because like we both um you know like went through breakups like around the same time and like I have a friend who um like was super super there for me during that time but like our friendship is a struggle sometimes like ongoing and so he has like opinions on it or whatever and I was just like trying to like explain that like you know, like this person was like there for me so much, like when I needed a friend and I was trying to like correlate it to him too, with his and like how he has a friend also that, you know, he, whatever, I'm not going to like say, say everything, but yeah, like, I'm like, it's the same thing. Like no matter what, like that person was like there for you no matter what. And, you know, you do let something slide with people that were there for you, like during your hardest time, you know? So like, just like, and I don't mean that in a way where it's like, oh, let, let somebody walk all over you just because they were there for you once in your life. But I just mean like little things that like drive him crazy that I'm like, it doesn't really drive me crazy as much as it drives you crazy because like of this, like, this is like our history or whatever. So it's just like, but like little things like that, like make me emotional. And then also like when you're like staring at me dead in the eyes and I have to like, look at you, like now I'm emotional, like, yeah. I don't want to be emotional, but I, lit- I still don't think I've like cry cried in front of Jordan. Really? Is that weird? Yeah. I mean, it's not weird. It's weird if it was me because I cry <laughs> all the time, but. <laughs> yeah, I'm like not a big crier. Like if I do need to cry, like I prefer to do it alone where I can just like ugly face. Like I mean, sure. Cry. I would rather be crying alone, but I, if I can't control it, I can't control it. <laughs> I try really hard, but it's like once the eye contact's made, it's over. Yeah. Um, what is one thing you can't survive without? Okay. Are we going to be cliche and say family? Cause if we are being cliche, it'd be family. If we're being materialistic. Realistic. Okay. Materialistic. I would probably say, um, sunscreen. (laughs) Like, are we talking like you can't live without it because you're on survivor in the middle of nowhere? Cause then I definitely have sunscreen. I just mean like, I, I take this as what can't I survive with in my daily life? My answer is my cell phone. Like I literally don't know oh, what yeah. I would do then without if, my phone. That's definitely true. I'm it entertains me. Thing. It gets me places. It keeps me in contact with people. It's how I listen to music and podcast. Like it's literally just like, it's, I, I hate to say it, right but answer. it's such a big part of my life. 
Yeah, take everything else, but not that. Not my iPhone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Any chance you both could share what you're eating lately? I'm stuck in a rut and not motivated to cook. Uh, You do not want me to answer that. I have nothing (laughs) exciting to report. I literally have either Greek yogurt or toast in the morning with my coffee. For lunch, we either just, I make a lot of Trader Joe's. I'm a big, like, if I'm on my own, I make a lot of Trader Joe's random, like frozen stuff. Um, Or we get like takeout or something. And then for dinner, I do, I'm big on my, I've shared millions of times. I am big on my meal delivery kits. So um, HelloFresh, Home Chef, all that stuff. That's how I keep it exciting and always making different stuff every week. So nice. Mine's also not very exciting. Like I know I've talked before about how I'm a um, like creature of habit. Like what works for me is just kind of doing like the same things over and over. So my breakfast, like during the work week, like what I take with me to work, um, like I do my coffee. I mentioned that I put the vital proteins in my coffee now. And then I bring, um, like I've started to buy the better oats brand oatmeal, like the instant oatmeal. And I think they're Mm -hmm. like between a hundred and like 130 calories per like little packet. And so I like make one of those at work. And then, um, I put chia seeds in it to get more fiber into my day. Cause I was struggling with that. And then sometimes I'll like cut up a banana and put it in or like put peanut butter in or whatever. So oatmeal almost every single day at work, which is different for me. Cause I used to be all Greek yogurt, like cold breakfast person. And uh-huh. now I'm like on an oatmeal kick. And then my lunches, like I was just talking to Jordan about this today. Like, I feel like I'm getting burnt out and I need a new lunch that I repeat for like a month. But um, what I have been doing, and it's super lazy, but part of this is just because like I get home at like five or six o'clock on Sunday night from Jordan's and then have like a couple hours before I go to bed and then need a lunch in the morning. So I've just been buying canned chicken breast, like literally like tuna but chicken yeah and then I like mash it up and I'll switch up like the sauce so sometimes I do buffalo sauce sometimes I'll do like a sugar-free barbecue sometimes I'll make like a chicken salad and just do like mayo and like seasonings and stuff and then um I bring I like the nut thins crackers because you can have like 19 of them for a serving and then I just like scoop my little like chicken thing at work and it's like it's works because I switch it up enough with like the sauces but I'm definitely over it. Like I'm next week, I'm not doing chicken. I'm doing like literally anything but chicken. So. <laughs> <laughs> and then same with my weekday dinners. Like I'm, I do burrito bowls. I like cook a pound of ground turkey on Sunday. And then I, um, I just keep, so I buy like the individual guac cups and it's because it's easier. Like, I feel like otherwise, if I buy like five avocados on Sunday, by the time it's like Wednesday and I go to cut into one, it's like gross and I don't want to eat it. Yeah. But the guac cups are like individual and just easier. And then I buy a lot of, um, I'll either do like canned black beans or it's usually canned black beans. And then I do just like the microwave, like Spanish rice where you like yeah. eat it for 90 seconds in the microwave and I'm like that's literally dinner like it's so easy and all you really have to cook is the ground turkey and then yeah. you put like hot sauce on it or greek yogurt if you want sour cream or whatever and that I'm not sick of I'm sick of my lunches but I'm not sick of my dinners I'm waiting for you to bring back your salsa chicken that's how I always remember like when I first met you all this girl made was salsa chicken in the crock pot <laughs> 
I still haven't made that for Jordan yet. I need to because I'm like, salsa chicken's where it's at. You can do literally anything with it. God, you were the salsa chicken queen for so long. I was. I was a hoe for salsa chicken. (laughs) 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 What is the worst trouble you got into as a kid? I can't think of like. I mean, I got into like lots of trouble, but not like I was never like arrested or like anything like that. But I do remember. So we had um, these neighbors across the street. So I didn't end up being in trouble, but I was somebody was trying to get me in trouble. So the neighbors across the street were weird. Like my parents were kind of like my parents like never really talked shit to us when we were kids about people. But like I could tell my parents and like their parents were just like not like friends, you know, and um. But they had a daughter that was my age. We were in the same grade at school. And they had a son that was, like, younger than both uh, my sister and I. And even the kids were weird. But they were, like, our neighbors. And, like, you play with your neighbors whether they're weird or not. Because you're limited when you're a kid, right? Well, one night, I remember it was, like, dark outside. And the dad, like, came over and, like, knocked on our door. And my parents answered. And I remember, like, my sister and I were, like, on the top of the stairs looking down. And he, like, pulls out this, like, drawing of like a naked guy, a naked boy, I think. And um is like claiming to my parents that like I drew a naked picture of like his kid. And I was like at the top of the stairs. I remember I was like, that was like I was like <laughs> and still the Oh, I was definitely like I mean, I don't know, like 10 or something uh-huh. or maybe older than that. Cause he, he wasn't like super young, but I was like, what the fuck? Like, first of all, check your own kids. Yeah. This is me at like 10 years old or whatever. <laughs> check your own kids. I d- but do you remember that feeling when you were a kid of being accused of doing something and you didn't do that yes. thing? Yeah. Like literally to this day, that incident pisses me off so much. And I was just like, I was so glad that my parents just like, don't like their parents and also knew like that their kids were bad and like my sister and I weren't and so like my parents like never once like thought it was me or anything but I just remember like being accused and just being like what the fuck like I don't like this feeling of being accused of something I definitely didn't do you know I feel like I remember my neighbors across the street like tattling on me I remember one time I think they tattled on me for so I it was not a rule in our house that like when I was riding around in the street, like I had to wear a helmet, like bike helmets weren't like a big thing when I was a kid, like they are now, (laughs) but the kids across the street, like had to wear a helmet. And I remember them, like, I feel like complaining once about me, like not wearing a helmet. Um, I feel like that happened a couple of times. I don't really remember. I honestly was a pretty big, like I was a pretty good kid. I didn't get in trouble for big things my big thing was always just like my mouth. So when I would get grounded, it was because I was like being a bitch and being a smart ass. And I just got in (laughs) trouble for my mouth, but I can't think of anything like where I got in big trouble for not that I can think of on the top of my head. Yeah. I definitely had a mouth too. Yeah. I loved to argue when I was a kid. Oh yeah. I mean, I still do, but (laughs) (laughs) Christmas shopping season is kicking off. How do you budget for the season or do you? So I don't have like a budget, but I also never 
go like crazy overboard with um Christmas. Um, I really don't have that many people to buy for either. It's like my parents and my sister, but even every year my parents are like, don't buy us anything. Don't buy us anything. And I'm like, not, not buying my parents something, you know, but like, I just don't have the parents either where like my mom's expecting like a $400 handbag or something, you know, it's like my parents are like very practical. Like they can buy their own things that they want. And they're also like, they know they're, you know, yeah, better off financially than my sister and I. And so they're like, they're just like very practical. My sister and I are practical with each other. I have a couple of friends I buy for, obviously Jordan this year. Um, and then my extended family who will be with, we don't do like gifts for everybody. We don't have like a plan yet of exactly what we're doing, but usually when it's a Christmas this big and we're all together, we do some kind of like white elephant type that's gift idea. exchange or something. So it's, you bring like a $30 present and like that's, it, you know, yep, so too. I don't necessarily budget, but I also don't feel like I necessarily have to simply because I don't have a list of like a hundred people that I'm buying. For. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, so I have like different accounts, like little, like sub savings accounts that I save to, um, throughout the year, um, basically like for my car registration and, for like my rental property so that I have like, so I just have like little things that every month I'm like putting some money into. Um, and one of them I have is a Christmas sub account. Um, I do $40 a month into it so that by December I have an extra 400 bucks. I definitely spend more than $400 on Christmas gifts between Jeff and my mom and dad and niece and nephew and stuff like that. But, um, it just makes it so that like when I have that credit card bill that's a little higher in December, I have just that extra 400 bucks that I'm able to like put towards it. So, um, cause I just, I don't know what I'm going to spend every year. I'm not, I don't like, I usually like come up with, okay, I'm going to try to spend like this and this on different people and stuff, but I just like to have that extra cushion so that the higher credit card bill doesn't hit as hard. And, um, it's, it's easy for me to set aside $40 a month and then just to, it's nice to just have that extra 440 bucks, whatever it ends up being. I don't know. What's 40 yes. times 12? <laughs> uh, 480. Something. 480. There we there go. It's almost 500 bucks. Yeah. That's awesome. So yeah. So it just, it makes a big difference and it covers like a good amount of the shopping I do. So that's what yeah. I do. Very cool. Y'all seem pretty drama-free, but for some reason, Thanksgiving almost always has family drama. Have you ever encountered something like that? Maybe a funny drunk uncle story? <laughs> um, <laughs> not really. We don't. Honestly, same. Like, yeah, we really don't have, I mean, we have like funny, like random things that happen, but no, like we really, I've been very fortunate where even in my dad's family, where we have like a big family, we never have had like drama where like one of the sisters or brothers aren't talking. And so we don't see them on, like we truly are very fortunate for as big a family as we have, like no drama, pretty easy. Yeah. I'm like, you know, a few years ago, there was a little bit of drama with one of my cousins. Um, that's really the only drama I can ever think of. Like my immediate family, there's no drama. There's no drama with my extended family, except for that one year. Um, but I mean, I don't really, ha- yeah, there's no story of like a funny drunk uncle, like falling <laughs> over the table or like 
anything like that. I'm trying to think of like, have we ever set an oven on fire on Thanksgiving or I really don't have any like Thanksgiving family I mean, drama stories. I feel like this, we're both fortunate. This isn't Thanksgiving and it's not drama, but it is a funny drunk uncle <laughs> story. Um, Jeff's and I, I've maybe told this on the podcast if I have, sorry, it's been a while if I have, um, Jeff and I's first Christmas together. So the way we do it is we have, um, like with my family, it's cause it's such a large family. We do the men have a gift and the women have a gift. And so you bring like a $30 gift. And so all the women do a gift exchange and all the men do a gift exchange. And so it was Jeff's first Christmas, but he participated. We'd only been together like six, six months or whatever. And, um, for the gift. And so it's like, you put all the gifts in the middle and then like you grab your gift, you open it. And then you like choose if you want to swap, whatever. And so when he opens the gift, it's like this black box with like hot pink lips all over it and stuff. And he like opens (laughs) it and it's like clearly a vibrator, like, (laughs) <laughs> and he is just like immediately because this is his first time meeting like majority of my family like he's met my parents he's met some of my cousins but like uh this is his first like big family event and so he like just doesn't even know I have a video if you remind me like I'll try to remember to post the video on our on our wall page or if you're hearing this and I haven't posted it send us a dm and remind me I will post it But, um, and my uncle is like saying, going like on and on that this is, um, that it's like a neck massager and we're like, no, it's like no neck massager is hot pink in a box with lips all over it. Like this is clearly, (laughs) and then, and it's just like, we actually think it was, I think so. Like I, I don't, who knows? Long story short, it was just, like, of all people to have to, like, get it, it was, like, Jeff, like, Jeff. his first Christmas with my family, and he's getting a vibrator. Um, oh, my god! It ended up getting swapped. He swapped it out. <laughs> and um, it ended up back with my uh, my uncle. But, uh, yeah, that was quite the... It was... Uh, the family was, like, losing their mind. Everyone was, like, dying laughing because yeah. they were, like... No, that imagine, is not a massager. Imagine how much better Jeff's neck could be feeling if he kept that <laughs> thing, though. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But anyways, yeah, so that's my story. What is something you learned <laughs> from your divorce to better your life in any perspective? Oh, my gosh. I learned um so much, but I would say... um just oh my god this is so hard because you feel like you learn so much but I think like the biggest one that I keep like coming back to and like being like oh my god my life's so different like I never would have done that back then but I do that now or whatever Mm -hmm. is just like not internalizing everything and keeping it within like the walls of like your house where like you feel like you're just stuck and like that's the way it is it's like talking to people when you're having you know like talking to your best friend when you're having um like you're you're mad at your boyfriend or whatever like something they did is like is it sitting with you right or whatever it's like that's normal like it's it's not talking shit about your husband or or boyfriend or whatever to like vent about things but it's like I would never even like vent about things you know and it's like I literally put up with things for way too long because I I had this like idea that you just had to like 
pretend that everything was perfect yeah. and like never say anything and like just have this persona that you like you live like this perfect life which was like very much the opposite and now that like I do I do openly like sh- have discussions about things in my relationship and stuff and it's like never like bitching about my relationship but it's just like like I treat it just like a normal like I'm not going to go up to just anybody but like you or whatever like I'll totally bring things up too and it's just I feel like it's so much healthier to not feel like you're like internalizing things and also like if I were to ever bring something up and you're like uh that's super fucked up or something yeah then you're not like deciding on your own what whether something's okay or not you're like also you know you have your checks and balances with people um that care about you and want the best for you and your person we're like I never had that before and I feel like that's the worst part of it is when you live like in this prison of like feeling like you can't 100 percent to anybody that was exactly what I was gonna say is because I internalized so much for my relationship um it's just a whole new world when you like stop doing that and it's just amazing that if you feel like you're kind of stuck and you're not fully happy that they're like is so much more like on the other side and as shitty as it all seems to go through it. Like it's so awesome to see like the amazing life you can be living. If you just like take that step and I don't know. So awesome. We have another hard one. So I'll read it for you again. Um, Someone is looking for advice, advice for someone who just discovered that their husband is sexting with their sister-in-law. Really? Oh God. Um I mean like who would you confront first? Like would you confront your husband first or your sis the their sister-in-law? I don't know who their sister-in-law is. I know that's so I mean because that could be is that then your your husband's brother's wife? Because then that's something like, like that. That sucks. I feel like regardless, I it's mean, like not okay who they're sexting. But like also, I'm just like I don't even know. Because now you're screwing I, over your significant other and your family member. Like versus yes. just like if you're sexting with some random person, you're like just you're like ruining your relationship. Um, but now you're like also ruining like your family your person yeah. like your immediate and your like family family um I mean I would confront my husband I don't oh I don't even know how to give advice for that I mean I think obviously the husband has to be um the one you talk to but your sister-in-law is your sister-in-law it's not like if it was some stranger it could be like like you don't have because it's like it's not the situation where you feel like you have to talk to her if it's some stranger but it's like this is your sister-in-law so now she has also like betrayed your relationship and they both obviously know what they're doing is wrong but I can also see like in a situation like if the way that you found out was like snooping through your husband's phone let's just say like I can totally see him being like why are you like, why are you snooping through my phone or whatever? And it's like, you kind of have to just stick to your guns and not give a shit how you found out and not care if you snooped through the phone, not don't care if you saw it. I'm sorry. If it's my husband's like, like to me, like looking through Jeff's phone, it's just like, it's just like, 
if you have nothing to hide, like you're not mad at somebody for snooping. Yeah. Like, but I would just say like, when you confront them, be ready for it to be spun back on you, you know, about how you found that information or whatever. And it's like, or lies like them trying to, you know, create lies. But it's like, if you actually saw that, like with your own eyes and you know what you saw and you're a hundred percent sure it is what you saw, like you have to stick to your guns and not let them, you know, either one of them sway you into believing like you're crazy for seeing what you saw or whatever. And then, you know, everybody handles these kind of things different. I think this is super messy. Like you said, the fact that it's a family member that it's happening with, I don't know that I could get over that. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. (laughs) I know that's hard. I'm so sorry that you're going through that. I, I mean, obviously I would lose my show on my husband first, but, um, I feel like, and I guess advice we could add to that is advice we just shared about our divorces. Like do not internalize this. Don't sit on this on your own. Laura shared on the podcast that she's gone through, you know, cheating before as well. And you don't deserve to have to like live with that and figure it out on your own. Like go to your sister, go to your best friend, go to a coworker, go to like whoever it is like that, you know, listen to you and give you good advice and be there for you like sometimes you just need a friend when you're going through things like this too it's like you need somebody that can like meet you for dinner after work and call you on the way home from work and whatever it's like don't sit with us alone either um definitely lean on your people right now yep Next question is for you, Laura. Somebody asked, Laura, I'm curious about flying as a plus size woman and what the experience was like for you and Jeff. Does it play a role in where you travel? If so, maybe you tend to prefer road trips. Question. Um, Do I think a lot of my flying anxiety that has developed over the years has to do with my weight? Absolutely. I... I'm super stressed before flying. I still do it. I just like, I'm always like fearing, like I like the people who have to sit by me and like things like that. I always am. um, I always make sure to sit in the aisle so that I can try to give the person who sits next to me the most amount of space, which always seems to work out fairly well. Um, Jeff and I don't sit near each other. We both sit by each other, like aisle to aisle. Um, rather than like both of us like having to sit like middle and aisle that just like doesn't seem like a comfortable situation for us or the third person who has to join us (laughs) um (laughs) I don't tend to prefer road trips over the other it's just like I don't I never like have said like I don't want to fly because of my size like I don't love it it sucks it's not the most comfortable situation in the world but I just do it. So I don't know. It prevent you from, yeah, from living your life. Yeah, I know. Um, in the times like I've needed to get like a seatbelt extender, I don't wait until I'm sitting. I usually, as I'm like, cause you know, like when you're getting on the plane, there's always like the flight attendants, like right there, like greeting you as you're getting on. I always, cause it's always backed up anyway. It's not like you're usually just like walking straight on. I just like immediately right. just like, casually just be like excuse me can I get a seat extender and they'll they'll be like yep no problem and they like reach in their little compartment hand it to you then you don't have to be like calling an attendant like at the seat and everyone's like listening so if it's like if you want to be more discreet about it that's how I recommend doing it um 
And yeah, I think that's, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, I don't love it, but I don't not do, I just grin and bear it. Keep, I don't li- know. keep living your life. Yep, exactly. How do you feel about the Buffalo Bills going to the Super Bowl? Well, someone is feeling very confident. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, first of all, if the Bills go to the Super Bowl. They're They're feeling more confident than I am about my team at this point. So, yes. Um, I hope my team can still pull it off. I kind of don't. They have been a little bit of a surprise this year. Nobody was expecting them to do as well as they've done, but they're still not like a Super Bowl team. So, I guess I don't hate the Buffalo Bills. I, they're just not my team. So <laughs> there's also um, a lot of season left. So whoever wrote this in, let me remind you, a lot can yeah. change. <laughs> it's the beginning of November. This goes on until <sighs> January. So I know. I hope Rams can still kind of pull it together, but they have <laughs> not been doing it. They've been falling apart in the fourth quarter and it's killing me. So Ugh, our division's whack. I know it really is. What's your dream vacation destination? So this changes sometimes, but for the past couple of years, it's actually been Iceland, which me is really too. weird. Me too. Really? Uh-huh. Oh my God. We should do, we should do a um, couple Iceland trip. Yeah, so I just, my like, top, I, top choices. I dream when I like, sometimes I'll like go and like read like travel blogs or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, it sounds like so much fun. Like I would not want to stay in one place in Iceland. Like I would want to like rent like a, car or like a small SUV or something and then get like airbnbs like all around the island and so like you drive and you do stuff during the day and then like you spend the night in an airbnb and you get up and you do like the next day or whatever and it's like it's crazy for me because I'm such a foodie especially on vacations and like I've heard the food sucks in Iceland like <laughs> it sucks and it's expensive like basically like you live off like hot dogs while you're there and stuff <laughs> but like expensive hot dogs and but I just think like there's so much I want to do. I want to go to like that blue lagoon. I want to like I have a friend that was all just the there pretty... a few weeks ago and it it looks amazing. Yeah. I I really, really, really want to go there. Yeah. Between the northern lights, the blue lagoon, like all that stuff sounds amazing. Like that's one of my top yes. ones. Like I'm always like one day before I die, I want to do one of like the huts over the water. Like that's like a big yes. one. I want to do one day. Um, I would say like, I don't know. There's so many places I want to go, but those are definitely like probably the two big dream vacation destinations for me. Yes, I would agree. Steph, do you think you and Jordan will get married? Are you open to being married again? So I feel like when I was dating, I was like, no, no, I never said no. I I think I said, I didn't know. Like, I felt like, I think I would say like, I'm fine, like not being married again. I don't know if I want to get married again. <clears throat> I'm sorry. But um, I think like the more that like Jordan and I are together, I'm like definitely open to it. It's just, this is like the funny thing about me. Like I'm open to getting married again. Like I obviously love Jordan. Um, He's never been married. Totally like, totally fine with that thought and definitely open to that. But like, I'm the kind of person I'm like the opposite of you, Laura. So like how you already like plan your wedding in your head and like have ideas and like, you know, the food that you want and stuff. It's like, can we just go to a courthouse and like pay $40 and then be like done with it? Like, well, I'm also, okay I, know with that. I just want to party. 
yeah it's like and I know it's like not fair to him and his parents would probably want to see him you know I mean that's my same situation that's I mean with Jeff that's true that's I mean maybe I'm wrong maybe his parents don't care but just the idea of like having to plan a wedding and afford the wedding well to be fair though paid for one being married again doesn't mean like wedding and marriage is two different things so like that's true if the wedding wasn't any part of it whether it was yeah you do have to separate them like yeah am I open to being married yes does planning a wedding stress me out and maybe I don't want that yes also yes And uh, (laughs) then the next part of that was, do you, Steph, do you think you and Jordan will get a pet once you move in together? Laura, do you think Penny will get a sibling? So I really, really want a dog one day. And we were just talking about this last weekend um, at his works fall party with his boss. And like, as much as I want a dog, like I don't, I know I'm not re- ready for the responsibility of a dog and definitely Jordan is not. Um, but like that responsibility of like only being able to leave for like a few hours at a time. And then if you go away for the weekend, you have to either find somebody to watch it or board the dog. And then if the dog gets sick, it's super expensive. And then, you know, the food, it's just, I don't think I'm ready for that even though I wanted a dog so bad. And I know it's like, you probably felt the same way and you've adjusted yeah. and gotten used to it. But like, it stresses me out just thinking about. We definitely and have the, gotten into a routine with it. But yeah, uh, it's like, the, it the is of course still a lot of my, work. Um, oh yeah. The breeder that my sister and my parents got their dog from, I, I follow them on Instagram and they just had um, like their new litter and they're always so cute. Like they always do like a themed litter and they name all the puppies like from a theme. And I think it was like some, some Halloween type theme. Um, so all the puppies names are from like Halloween movies or whatever. And I'm just like, they're so like little baby puppies. And I'm like, I want one so bad, yeah. but I'm just, I don't know. I feel like I feel like I'll know like what I'm ready for that responsibility. And part of that's probably just like the living situation and everything, but I am, but speaking of living situation, I mean, putting you on the spot, maybe this (laughs) should be a time that you share something that you for some reason have yet to share on the podcast. (laughs) So I know it's so weird. I'm like, it just hasn't had a, a chance to like naturally come up, but, um, in February, I will be moving in with Jordan. So Whoa! we will be so excited. Big we'll step be time. Together. Huge step. Um, so I'll have to like share that whole story about how we like got to that point and how we came about on February and how that all went down. Like the next time we record, I'll have to make a note to like add that to yeah. our topic so we can talk about it. But very exciting. I feel like the next three months are going to fly by. Like it's November 1st today when we're recording mm-hmm. and like, so, you know, I'll be fully moved in and living with him by February 1st. So exactly three months from today is wild. So exciting. I'm so excited for I'm you guys. I'm so excited. Big stuff. <laughs> I know it's been, been in the talks for a while and um, yes. yeah, we'll definitely in another episode, we'll have to, we'll have to get more into that. Yes. So the follow-up to that question was, Oh yeah. do you think Penny will ever get a sibling? So a couple of months ago, we did put a deposit down 
um, to get Penny a sibling, Jeff made it very, very clear that he has the right of refusal, meaning when it's, when we come up on the wait list, um, he can just say, we're not ready yet. (laughs) But um, (laughs) basically I found out that like, they were probably only going to do maybe one more litter with um, Penny's mom and dad. I really, really would love to get um, another dog from the same parents. I don't um, know if we'll be able to, but we put on a, got on the wait list just in case. And I actually tried to get Jeff to adopt a dog this last weekend. That didn't happen. Um, Cause there were some doodles that were up <laughs> available at a rest, a local rescue. Um, so yes, I think we will at some point when I don't know, I would do it now. Jeff is thinks everything's perfect with Penny and he'd rather not screw that up, but <laughs> Penny is pretty damn perfect. She is. And I'm not just saying that because I'm her mama. <laughs> Last question. Obviously they couldn't read because this isn't a question, but it says you should have called the podcast wine over matter. Like W-H-I-N-E. <laughs> you, you know what? I kind of <laughs> like the name. I kind of do too. Let's name the episode after it. And also, um, we don't care what you want to call the podcast, call it whatever you want. You're listening. So we win. Yeah. <laughs> so you want to listen to us whine, then congratulations. Apparently, do we really whine that much? Congra- I'm pretty sure. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we don't, but like, I don't either, but no, I thought that like, was pretty whatever. funny. Wine over matter. I did too. Oh, all right. Well, that was fun. Are you, feeling, are you feeling like hearing something? Yeah. What you got for me? That was fun. That was a weird transition. We need like, if anybody's going to get us a Christmas present this year, get us podcast transition classes because we suck. <laughs> <laughs> like on that note, do and you I'm need not, to hear something? And I'm not going to lie. Right, so- I still have not been fully like convinced about the needed to hear that. Like, I still feel like it just never, like... Yeah, I feel like it's not, like, natural. A hundred percent. I feel like it's good for, like, our Instagram posts, but, yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. We need to just... Neither here nor from... there. Let's let's hear it. Quote of the week. Be, be extra mindful today. Tune into what matters. We often take for granted the very aspects of our life that deserve our presence and gratitude. How often do you pause to appreciate your health? your family, your home, or other seemingly stable fixtures in your life. Remember, nothing in life is everlasting. And I just thought that was a good like Thanksgiving quote and an everyday quote, but especially Thanksgiving. Um, It's from one of my favorite like quote Instagram pages. I know a lot of you probably follow them too. It's Mark and Angel. And I love it. Great. On that note, hit it. Flavor of the week. All right, Steph, what's your flavor of the week? My flavor of the week is, I know, surprise, I watched an entire series, all seven episodes recently of The Watcher on Netflix. So I kept seeing on Instagram, everybody talking about The Watcher. I'm like, I really want to watch it. I feel like this is my kind of show. I like those like thriller, weird type shows. Um, So Jordan and I started it a couple weekends ago. We watched two or three episodes in a weekend. And then I was like, okay, so like, we'll finish it next weekend. And he's like, that's not how I watch shows. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, you're going to finish it without me? Like, yeah, I can't wait till next weekend. 
So we had to finish it separate because that guy, that guy ended up finishing it the same day. Like he stayed yeah. up until like midnight to finish it. Um, but it was so good. It's seven episodes. Um, Naomi Watts is in it. It's basically about um, this family who like puts all of their savings like into the purchase of this home so they can like go live in the suburbs outside of the city with their family. And it's like this gorgeous house that like they probably can't even afford, you know, it's like huge. And um, shortly after moving into the house, they start receiving like letters, like these mysterious letters to the house and they're assigned from the watcher. And so they start like friendly. It's like starting is just like welcoming them to the neighborhood basically. And then they start getting like super creepy and weird stuff happens in the house. And they have like a lot of outside people like neighbors and a realtor and all these other people who you kind of are like, is this a suspect? Is this a suspect? So it's like, it's very jumpy. Like there's parts in it that make you like jump, which I love those kind of shows. Uh-huh. And then it has like a kind of like a psychological thriller aspect like to it, as well, it, which is like, yes, like very much my vibe. Loved it. Seven episodes. I feel like it flew by. Like I finished that show within a week, which is like very rare for me. So I know things, I know Halloween is over, but I still recommend it. It's a great show. Maybe me and Jeff will start that. That sounds like something we would both watch. Yes. Yeah. Now go watch Love is Blind, damn it. (laughs) I know. Sorry. (laughs) I hate you. (laughs) Sorry, I'm whining. (laughs) Wine ever matter. (laughs) What's your flavor of the week? Um, mine is an old, an old staple that I used to have all the time. Um, I remember when I was like first doing like WW, um, I ordered one this week and it just totally hit the spot. And have you ever had a Jersey's, a Jersey Mike's sub in a tub? No, cause I'm a child and don't eat salad. Remember? I mean, it's not really a salad. I mean, it is because it's, do you get lettuce on your sandwich when you like, no. you don't even get, get like, it's no. like the meat and the cheese and like whatever sauce or whatever. And then the bread. Well, never mind then. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad we're having this conversation. Anyway, Jersey Mike <laughs> seven a tub. It's, um, I do it with the Italian and I just love with all of their like sauce and oil vinegar mixture they use and all the oregano and everything it's just like honestly it's really good even I don't miss the bread when I get it I ordered one on Monday and it was delicious and I just wanted I don't even know it's like really a lot of people don't know it's even an option but if you're wanting something without the carbs you can forgo the bun and they basically just they have a big plastic bowl and they basically put all of the toppings and all of your meats and cheese on top and then the saucy stuff so it's it's basically a salad but so good seven a tub love it thank you for joining us for this episode of the wine over matter podcast if you don't already you should join us in our private facebook group just search club wine over matter and request to join if you listen on apple Podcasts or have an itunes account don't forget take a moment leave us that five star rate and review greatly appreciate it you can rate us on spotify as well and if you don't already be sure to follow us on instagram and tiktok at wine over matter pod Thanks again, and we will see you at the same time next week with a glass in hand. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.